Okay, Coconuts, recently there's been a lot of chatter about, oh, will growth stocks come back? Is inflation going to kill this whole thing? Oh, you know, it's, it's the interest rates going up, going to kill the whole like growth premium and all that, right? So a lot of people are very concerned, getting very jittery and I, I get it, right? Because nobody likes their portfolio to be in a sea of red. So I totally get where you're from. But I also know that if you are talking about things like that, then you are very amateur. You're very new in this investment space, which is all right. Everyone is new. Everyone starts somewhere. Right, so everyone was new. Some people are not so new already, right? But either way, everybody starts somewhere, and different people will have different investing style, different investing strategies. And I think the better question is, how do I then position myself? How do I then manage some of these things? And we're going to continue to have this discussion as we go along. But today, I'm going to focus on some of the investor mindsets that I feel all of us should internalize as we chug along on this journey to become more sophisticated retail investor. Welcome back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And today, we're going to focus on investor mindsets to internalize. I think last year, we didn't really talk as much about mindset. And a lot of people are talking about all the exciting things, you know, all these things that are happening, inflation, like interest rates, lack of stocks, like all these stuff. And uh, back to basics, guys. We're going to try to internalize some of these things to keep us rooted and grounded on our investment journey. Okay, for all of you that are vivid listeners of the podcast, I want to let you know that I am currently in Turkey. I'm in Istanbul. And yes, I am vividly experiencing inflation. Uh, the reality is I came here to experience inflation, okay? I, I don't really want to travel to take photo with the Eiffel Tower, la, you know, or Leaning Tower of Pisa, la, or like Beijing, you know, Great Great Wall of China, whatever, right? So all those things are super touristy. I'm not a big fan of that. But I feel like, oh my God, how many people will get a chance to vividly experience hyperinflation? So I decided to fly in because I was already very near. So we will do an episode about inflation and how to kind of manage this thing because inflation is this big word that I think, you know, requires us to talk a little more about. But today, today we're going to talk about investor mindsets to internalize. And I want to congratulate you if you have just started on your investment journey or you started last year or the year before. I know, I know, a bit, a bit, a bit sadistic to congratulate people, especially when some people are losing money, right? Because, I mean, I'm getting those kind of ping on Telegram, on DMs, even in a group chat saying like, oh, you know, group stocks are down. When will it be up? What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. So in other words, many people have lost money, right? So they've lost money or they are losing money or they have lost their gains um, and all that, right? So all these chatter is a clear sign that you are new, you are young on your investment journey, and yeah, you maybe a few years in. But either way, I want to congratulate you for starting, right? So at least you have begun your journey, and this is one of your first big uh, hurdles that you need to cross, which is lose money, lah, right? It's it's not always that you will keep 
making profits. Okay, let's be real. Okay, this is this is exactly why investments are uh, what it is, right? So it carries risk, it exists, there's volatility, there's market pricing, and all those things they hold. Right? And it just so happened that today you are in the other side of the market. You're not positioned as well. Right. So that's about it. That's about it. And also for all of you that, you know, have been invested for a little bit longer and you've been making some money or even through this volatile period, you are still a net gain over time. Your Kager or your accumulated returns over time is good, healthy, good on you, right? But don't need to diss on all these other people that are new because we all start somewhere, right? So we all started somewhere and I've lost money before and yeah, we're all just trying to kind of maneuver this whole financial markets. And eventually, okay, I just want to give you guys the green card, right? Eventually, if you feel like this is not for you, you don't want to do the whole complicated, pick your own stocks, do, look at your own funds, manage your own portfolio kind of situation, you want to outsource it, it's fine, right? It's fine. You outsource it to the best provider that you can get for the best price that you can get, right? So I, I think that's totally okay. I'm not saying that everybody needs to be an investor. Uh, so don't need to overly take pride in this idea that, oh, I'm an investor. Uh, also don't need to feel shame that, you know, I've hired other people to do it for me, right? So it's perfectly okay. Okay, so enough of uh, comforting everyone. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> My very first point, first investor mindset that you need to internalize is you learn investing to increase your hit rate, not keep hitting. Remember this, huh? you learn investing to increase your hit rate and not keep hitting. Too many people I hear out there talk about like, oh, what's the next thing? You know, what's the next thing that you're looking at? You know, uh, where, where, where should we go next? You know, all those things are fine and because you're like trying to look for what's out there. You're trying to expand your worldview. You're trying to kind of get some information and perspectives from different people to observe like, oh, what is the next market and all that. So it's fine, right? It's, it's gathering information. But I know some people, right? They just hear that and then they hit already. So, oh yeah, yeah, someone said this, right? And let's just go, let's hit it. Right? So it's essentially, <laughs> I think that's something that it should be, you know, a little bit more talked about, a little bit more called out to say that, hey, you know, don't need to keep hitting. Because the reality is the difference between someone that calls themselves an investor and someone that is like not an investor will probably be the probability of success. Okay, so an investor will be more successful in the financial market because they are more probable in that success. Not that they keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting, you know, like, oh, I, I keep investing, I invest a lot. You know, invest a lot can also lose a lot. <laughs> so yes, please keep this in mind. And it is a very simple idea, but actually quite hard to execute, especially in your early days of investing because you have this money set aside and your mind is like, okay, I got to allocate my capital. I got to compound for the long term. I got to care about the valuation or maybe I don't need, I just need to focus on growth. You know, so different people have different investment goals, but I can be quite certain that for all younger investors, newer investors, there is always this excitement. This is excitement that I want to allocate, I want to invest, I want to buy things and I want to, you know, like, it's like I prepare, I prepare, I'm ready, ready, I want to go. <laughs> I've been there, I've been there, done that, that's what I know and I've met a lot of people that have been there, done that. Nowadays, when I look at investment, I've reached a point where I'm like, okay, tell me, tell me about it. Yeah, I will, I will line it up when I have time, I look at it. You know, if I miss it, I miss it. It's okay, I have many other things I can look at. And a great friend of mine once said that you can only call yourself an investor when you get bored of the situation. And, and okay, bought does not mean jaded. It's not like you see enough of it. It's just more like, a, okay, it is what it is. This is the process. I review it. I look at it. I study it. And then I make my decision. It's not like, yeah, what are we going to do next, right? So all that excitement is a very clear sign that you are very young. 
Right? And easier said than done, but I hope that you can internalize this thing eventually. To recognize that investing is about increasing your hit rate, not keep hitting. So go back to your first principles, your investment strategy. And different people will have different investment strategy. I'm not here to discuss whether yours is right or wrong. Even traders, okay? You know, becoming a better trader is also increasing your hit rate and not keep hitting. Right? So different, different investment strategies, different trading strategies. This is something that you must remember, okay? Learning to invest is to increase your probability, increase your hit rate, not keep hitting. Which brings me to point number two, and that is most investors don't know everything. I may even go to the extent of saying all investors don't know everything. Everyone has their own circle of competence. And we're going to expand on this after a word from our sponsor. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, circle of competence. You may have heard this, you know, uh, especially if you're a value investor. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm taking a piss at value investors or I should say I'm a little bit like, ayo, because value investors, they they are a little bit too prideful that, you know, we value investor, we learn from the great, you know, like we're like from Buffett. You know? <laughs> By the way, Buffett is not the only guy that does value investing. There are a lot of people that, uh, it was a very popular idea you know, back in the 70s, back in the 80s, and maybe even earlier. Uh, I can't remember exactly there was a research that supported some of these things. But okay, that, that's that's not the main discussion. But yeah, I just tend to like to take a piss on people that feel like they're superior, okay? But but okay, we move on. <laughs> we move on from that. So regardless, okay, whether you're a value investor or not, if it's your first time or you've heard of this idea, I'm going to share with you this idea of circle of competence. And so this idea of circle of competence vividly recognizes that each and every one of us are limited by our worldview, by our abilities, by what we observe and what we know. In other words, you don't know everything and nobody knows everything, okay? So this is essentially what a lot of people out there as investors, they recognize. If you talk to the professionals, right? A lot of the professionals, traders, or portfolio managers, allocators, investors, people that play derivatives, they all do one or two tools only. In fact, a lot of them, they, they hire the whole team just to do one thing, right? So go ahead and meet some of these professionals. You know, they trade precious metals or some of them trade gold, silver. Some of them trade oil. I'm sure you've heard oil traders, right? It's like, what? They only do one thing. They only trade oil. And then there's this other bunch of people that allocate capital into equities, right? So, and they some of them even have specific fields or they only allocate in uh, the, the retail sector or they only allocate in real estate, right? So... Most investors, in fact, all investors, they are limited and they only focus on what they understand. And I don't know why once it goes into the retail space, 
people think like they can buy everything, they, they know everything. Oh, I buy a little bit of REITs, la. I buy a little bit of manufacturing, la. I buy a little bit of pharma. La. Of course, I diversify, ma. I buy a bit big tech, small tech, metaverse, crypto. You know, it's like, it's like wow, wow. That is, that is you misunderstanding the idea of diversification, people. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying you guys, uh, but I'm saying you know, out there, people feel like they can do anything and everything. And I want to remind all of us that every one of us have a circle of competence. What do we understand? And sometimes there are a lot of people in this circle of competence because it's a relative, right? If, if everybody looks at consumer goods, more people are more relevant in consumer goods because yeah, we are consumers. So as consumers, uh, this, this circle of competence is shared by more people. Right, but if you if you work in manufacturing, if you work in the supply chain, you'll be able to see things in a different fashion. That's what circle of competence is trying to say. Depending on what you usually do, what are your hobbies, what are your interests, what do you you know what do you, what is your profession, which sector are you in, you have some sort of understanding of this space, and you start there, right? So. Let's say you work in a particular field, manufacturing, engineering, okay, Singapore, don't, not really a lot, at least not these days, we don't have this sector, or not a big sector, so not a lot of people that I talk to work in this space. But if, let's say you work in this space, you have a clearer idea of how supply chain works, you have a clearer idea of like, who is leading the innovation, what, what are manufacturing processes like? So when you have this idea, or you have this clarity, you have this level of competence, at least compared to other people, this is a good place to start. Right? Because you understand this. But let's say you work in, I don't know, retail or you work in finance, you work in an actual company. You know, you, you work in some things that are like super far away from manufacturing and then your first investment is like in some giant manufacturing company. I don't know, I don't know what you want to buy. Uh, I will be like, huh, really? What do you know about this? Or pharmaceutical? A lot of people like to buy Pfizer, Moderna, all this rubbish, right? Okay, they're not rubbish in itself, but people buy it because there is, it's in a new cycle. But how much do you understand this vaccine process? Do you understand the whole patent idea, right? What, how, how does a patent work? How is a research process like? Uh, Post-patent, what happens? You know, oh, it becomes a commodity and then there'll be competition. There'll be white label stuff that comes in. Then what's going to happen to the business, right? So there's a lot of intricacy in different business in different sectors. So when you're trying to invest, you want to invest in a space that you can understand where you're competent. And the reality is your competence will grow over time, right? So when I first started, I only invest in things like Starbucks, la, Disney, la, you know, Facebook, la, those things that I use and I slowly understand. But I was working in um, a little bit of the tech space. So I was in the startup scene. So I kind of understand what SaaS was like. Okay, now everybody understands SaaS. But back then, five, six years ago, okay, I'm a little bit more forefront. So I, I started to look at some of these SaaS companies. How do they operate? You know, what is the acquisition process like? You know, how is the, how's the retention? How do we understand some of these things? Eventually, I moved on to learn other sectors. Try to understand how these business work, like hotels, tourism, you know, some, some of these other things that I, I may have some little bit of interest, but also it, it took time. It took time, five years, six years, 10 years. Eventually, 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 you, you get to understand more and more fields and you can allocate accordingly. Right, so your circle of competence will move, but you must start somewhere and you're not, you know, let's be real, uh, you're, not, you're not equally competent or you're not like sufficiently competent in a lot of these space that a lot of people are putting money in.
So yes, if your portfolio is not doing well, ask yourself, what are you doing? You know, are you um, listening to other people and just putting money or you're just hopping on this like growth stock trend or, or what, what is going on, right? Go back to your circle of competence, start where you understand, read financial statements, read annual reports, don't use control F, okay? I know a lot of people, they'll teach you some hack, uh, control F, search, search, search in the, all the annual report. Let me give you a straight tip, okay? If you go and read three annual reports of company in the same field. That means, let's say you want to invest in Starbucks. You read Starbucks, you read McDonald's, you read Dunkin' Donuts, okay? Or Domino's, okay? You go and read three of them, you will get a much clearer idea like what is happening in this field? Who is doing what? Who is associated with who? Who is paying who supply chain fees? You know, a lot of these things, they exist, right? Go and read three fashion companies' financial statements. You get a clear idea. Oh, this company is licensing from the other company. Estee Lauder license from Fossil. You know, blah, 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 blah. A, a lot of these things, right? So please go and read three companies that are in the same field. You will have a much better idea of what's happening in the field. There's no shortcut to this. Don't control F. Eventually, your circle of competence will grow. It may be a new circle, total different sector, or you may find that this particular sector, you're very clear, you know better, you know, or yeah, you may find something that you're even more competent. Either way, recognize that all investors don't know everything, okay? I, I, although I say most, but I can say it's all. Uh, all investors don't know everything. Everyone has their own circle of competence. Find yours. Take time to grow it. Take time to develop, okay? Don't be in a hurry. Which brings me to point number three. And that is, as you become more aware, keep stress testing your thesis. Okay, like I said, everyone starts somewhere. We all have a certain circle of competence. And we all probably copy someone's investment strategy when we first begun, right? That's probably the easiest way. Just go and copy someone that has track record and then we take it from there. But as you go along, you will learn new things. The market will change. Um, sentiments will change. Some fundamentals will change. Things like, is the US dollar going to be the dominant currency or what's going to happen? Is China going to take over? Uh, are we going to experience a period, extended period of higher inflation? Um, are we going to ex experience an extended period of low interest rates? What's going to happen, right? So, or, or is interest rates going to go up to try to curb inflation? All these are bigger changes that will affect your investment strategy, that will affect your investment thesis. Too many people look at their thesis in isolation, thinking that, oh yeah, as long as I do this very well, everything will work. Uh, truth be told, every thesis, every strategy, everything is assuming some stuff. Right, so what are the underlying assumptions? That is an endless discussion. We can keep talking about it. But today, I just want us to remember that as you move along, as you develop as an investor, you must keep stress testing your original ideas and develop them over time. As you develop as an investor, you will learn new things and you will keep evolving your thesis. If your, if your strategy, if your thesis, they don't change over time, right? It's quite interesting also. I don't know why, right? Because the market is changing. You are changing. Your goals are changing. Uh, your palette will change. Your circle of competence will develop. So all these things will change. Eventually, you, you, will, you will move along. Why do I want you to be clear on this idea that, hey, you must keep stress testing your thesis as you become more aware? Because I feel like for a lot of younger investors, a lot of newer investors, because they don't know enough, they hop onto the original idea that they have. So it may be some guru teacher them something, they read a few books from somewhere and they'll be like, yeah, this is how it is done, right? And, and they hold very tightly on it. Right, so it is a common mistake for a period of time I was like that also. It's like, yeah, this person don't know what they're saying. Nah. You know, like, they're they wrong. Nah. 
And I and I want to uh, remind us as uh, retail investors, as people that are trying to learn to be uh, better investors, to recognize that market is ever-changing, dynamics are ever-changing, situations are changing, and there are some underlying assumptions that we have stopped questioning. And these things are important because when they shake, everything shake. And also as you move along in your investment journey, you will learn new things and you should stress test and develop your strategy over time. You will be more nuanced. You will be able to understand things a little bit better. You may have a more sophisticated way of evaluating management, of understanding modes, understanding brand value. Brand value, everybody say brand, brand, brand. How to evaluate a brand? <laughs> everybody say, oh yeah, this one got a brand. But how, how do we evaluate brand value? Right? So, so there are a lot of things that are a lot more nuanced that as you go along, you will learn. Eventually, you will find a system that works for you, give you results, and you can rinse and repeat. And then you will go through this whole cycle of like, oh yeah, maybe it's not working as well anymore. I should change, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll be like, oh my God, why keep changing one? You know, why, why don't I have like just static ideas that, that stays forever? I'm like, hello, people, wake up, wake up. The world is not static. Markets are not static. Everything is dynamic. Okay, <laughs> we stat we make everything seem static so that it's easier for you to understand and study. Okay, but you must recognize everything is dynamic in this world. They are moving all the time. Okay, so as an investor, as you learn more things, be more aware, keep testing your thesis and improve your investment strategies. So yes, these are the three investor mindsets that I feel you should internalize. And when I say internalize, I mean like everybody should absorb it, whether or not you're very sophisticated or you're newer on your investment journey. I'm going to recap them. Number one is you learn investing to increase your hit rate. Right, so you're trying to increase your probability and not keep hitting. If there's nothing, take a break. Everybody will give you some ideas. You don't need to hit every single idea. Hit on what you understand. Which brings me to point number two, and that is most investors don't know everything. In fact, I can say all investors don't know everything. Everyone has a circle of competence. And that's where you understand. That's where you thrive. You know the sector. You know what you're doing. Eventually, the circle of competence will change. It may develop as you learn new things, as you expand. You may find a whole new circle that you're even better at. Don't need to be in a hurry. It's a learning journey. And point number three is as you become more aware of different things, you must keep stress testing your ideas, your theses, your strategies. Things are not static. The market is dynamic. Investment is dynamic. Life is dynamic. So with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the Financial Coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter rebooked. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through Hello at thefinancialcoconut.com With that, have a great day ahead Stay tuned next week And always remember Personal finance can be chill, clear And sustainable for all Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic Ready to upgrade your style game Without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay, coconuts. Yeah, you, you, you guys have been asking me for a long time. Investor mindset. What are some investor mindset that I should have when I first start? And I hope... Um, these are some things for you. Now, I know people are saying all sorts of stuff out there. Uh, I think these are the things that I have picked up over time and I've internalized them. So I thought it works for you. Next week, we are going to talk a little bit about inflation. Right? So I know inflation is the talk of the town. People are concerned. like, oh yeah, what happens? Inflation, blah, 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 blah. But inflation is a lot more sophisticated, a lot more complicated than what most people want to put it. Right? A lot of your newscasters, they'll be like, so how inflation? How? You know, it's like inflation, inflation. Even auntie downstairs, they also know they also know inflation. Right? And they can tell you Mandarin. <laughs> so because why the Tao game more expensive, huh? <laughs> but, but but what's important, what's important is inflation is very nuanced, right? And I've talked a little bit about it in, in some of the earlier episodes as I reviewed um, the post-pandemic idea, right? So invest inflation can be split up into different different reasons why they why things inflate and different buckets. Right. So I'm gonna share with you how uh, potentially you can mitigate or do your best to mitigate some of this inflation risk next week. Take care.